Trevor Hall, Mining Stock Daily, reporting from the Precious Metals Summit here in Beaver Creek. We continue our adventures today with Defiant Silver, and they trade on the TSX Venture with DEF and on the OTCQX with DNCVF. And happy to be joined by CEO Chris Wright. Chris, good to have you back. Good to be back, Trevor. I know it's, uh, you know, we're like, what? Two, well, maybe three hours into uh, the summit here this morning as we kick off day one. Uh, I've seen you have a couple meetings already. Uh, you know, I guess maybe generally, what are, given this the status of this market, we don't need to go into the status of the market, and given the status of the silver, but what are some of the questions you've kind of been getting here in the first couple hours of the summit? You know, what, or what are some questions you think you're going to be getting for the rest of the week? Um. You know, I think the largely due to the fact that uh, a few of our meetings this morning have been with the bankers. They've been asking uh. about M and A. I think they realize that the window for equity financings is not that wide open right now, so they haven't really dwelled on that a whole lot. But um, no, definitely the uh, you know the I think the environment is right for those companies that are looking to um, beef up their their property packages or looking to make uh, strategic acquisitions something that's accretive and and complementary to the current portfolio which we would put ourselves in that camp Mm -hmm. so um, we're very busy in that regard Um, i still think there are maybe some uh, unrealistic um, views on what um, valuations should be uh, from the sellers so uh, I also believe that we've got uh, a little bit more uh, room uh, ahead of us where, uh, you know, a little more unpleasant market uh, ahead of us uh, for a little while. So that there'll yeah. be time. They, you know, uh, patience is, is a virtue in that regard. Uh, how are you managing the company during this time? Are you kind of keeping things really tight? Have you slowed down exploration work? Have you continued to ramp up exploration work? Uh, you know, tell me how you're kind of working through this with your team. You know, our, our top priorities are exploration and maintaining the high quality team that we've put together. Those would be our two uh, top priorities. So um, we are uh, very active and have been for, for a few quarters now, just in terms of managing our budget and being very uh, conscious of where the money is going, um, but uh, really trying to direct it to the, to the areas that will deliver um, value to our shareholders, which is in, into the ground and into the people, because that's, uh, that's where, where all the, the genius comes from. So, mm-hmm. um, but we are doing everything we can and constantly reviewing our budgets to make sure that we, we extend the, the runway on, on our current cash balances as far into the future as we can. What is the cash balance today? It's a little more than $11 million. Oh, I mean, <laughs> a lot better than a lot of other peers in this sector right now. Yeah, we had um, we we had some uh, warrants that were expiring in August, and uh, you know, much to our uh, delight, most of them were exercised. So that brought mm-hmm. in a little bit more cash. We just had a, uh, um, a round of warrants that was set to expire this week, which we've extended by a year. So there's potential to to have more more uh, flow into the treasury over the the coming 12 months, d- depending on what the the stock price does. Um, but we still need to be conservative and, and cautious. Yeah. So let's talk about M and A. This is real. This is really interesting. Uh, with this cash position you have, and I know you want to be cautious and you know not do preserve your risk a little bit. But is there opportunity? in Mexico to add another project or extend 
you know, extend your portfolio a little bit. Is that of any consideration to the team right now? The short answer is yes. Um, there is, uh, it is of consideration and there is opportunity. The, you know, it always comes down to the technical analysis of the properties and do, do our, does our team think that these assets have merit? Mm -hmm. Then we can go through the process of whether or not we can acquire those um, for a cost that makes sense from a return on investment for our, for our shareholders. So it's a, it's a very uh, pragmatic approach. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not going to overpay. We're fortunate we have you know, two standalone company making projects in, in my view. Uh, so we don't need to do anything. But if we can do something that is going to be the benefit of the company over the longer term, then, then we will. What is the threshold here? Does it have to be in Mexico? Would you look out across the border someplace? Does it have to be silver? See, now that's a question we also got this morning. So, oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we're that, on the right page That's here. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think our edge right now is in Mexico. Mm -hmm. We have a great team, uh, a lot of experience, a lot of expertise. And if we go to another jurisdiction, just, you know, th there's going to be a certain amount of duplication that's going to be needed there to be able to gain that edge in that jurisdiction. So you can't just transport that Mexican-centric expertise to another jurisdiction and expect that it's going to be, you know, 100 percent, you know, cover 100 percent of the issues. So. Our, our edge now is, is Mexico. Would we consider projects elsewhere? Yes. Um, but it comes down to sort of the basic uh, characteristics that we believe we have and that we would be looking for. And, and you and I have talked about this before. You know, to be a successful exploration company, you need, you know, three basic things. You need the asset, mm -hmm. you need the people, and you need the money. So if we could find, you know, uh, a partner that, brought the bulk of those um, and money obviously being a critical part of it these right. days because it's hard to find um, then yes we would look at it um, we're not so we're not a, we're not uh, we're not uh, uh, against the idea of expanding outside of Mexico what about the metal the specific would you be metal agnostic or is it want to stay with silver well we're not just silver now you know, we have, you know, we have, uh, you know, a fair amount of uh, zinc and lead, and, you know, in, in Zacatecas and our Tapal projects, you know, gold, copper. So, um, you know, I think we'd likely keep it in there. Um, we're not looking for lithium in Mexico, that's for sure. So <laughs> that's, that's it. You know, but that's an interesting point you bring up. You know, there is news, continued news about this, this nationalization of Mexico's lithium projects and deposits uh, this, I, I have to be uh, honest like we haven't done a whole lot of deep dives into that story here on the podcast and I don't have a good excuse why and we probably absolutely should um, but the person that actually brought that up to me originally uh, was uh, and I don't know her exact title with defiance but I think she's your your corporate communications woman Isabel Isabel yes and I would honestly would say out of the, the many new uh, connections I made at PDAC back in June, 
that conversation in connection with her, who I, I'd never met her before, like she blew me away with how much knowledge and insight she had into what was happening with the lithium project. But then she also mentioned something to me that's maybe an open question. It's like, will it stop at lithium? But we've seen this in other, in other resources in Mexico, right? Well, you saw it in, in the oil, oil well, industry. Yeah, and, and how does how's that worked out for them, right? It, it, it <laughs> hasn't. It hasn't. And so I think there's a, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I'm not the person to be throwing in my political views and on the, you know, what's going on in, in Mexico because it's just, you know, I'm too far removed. But, you know, this move seems to be more politically motivated. It's not a large uh, part of the, the mining uh, sector in the country, yeah. whereas the part that we f- we work in is uh, it's a very large contributor to GP- GDP in the country. In the state of Zacatecas, it's the largest contributor to GDP in the state. Um, so you, I don't see where the government can make much sense of nationalizing that. You know, there's just too much at stake. Right. So, but governments have done crazy things before and it's you know it's a, it's a you know look at the world we're living in now so it's not everything always makes sense so um you know we we just need to be able to take care of what we can take care of right. manage those risks part of it is getting people like isabel who have a tremendous amount of of expertise and insight and connections uh, into the government and into uh in, into the you know the communities um and we count on that heavily yeah another interesting maybe theme and i don't know if you've given this much thought and if you have great if not well you can think about it quickly on your toes here uh, you know we, we did a great uh, interview um last week on the long forum talking about industrial metal demand in the west um and how we will most likely need to rely less and less on places like china and russia for our industrial metals but there's some great industrial metal deposits here you know, North and South America that could obviously be utilized. I mean, would that be an avenue defiance silver uh, would, would maybe lean to? I mean, obviously silver has that industrial component to it, and, and obviously lead and zinc does. Uh, but would you potentially expand into some sort of, you know, not necessarily EV metals, but like those big industrial metals you need for infrastructure? Um, you know, I think taking a step back here, I think, you know, the the argument that the demand for industrial metals is is on the rise long term i think is valid and the question of security of supply has only been um exacerbated this year with what's gone on with you know russia moving into ukraine and now you know the sanctions and that supply being cut off and and i think the western world in large part has realized that security of supply um in across the commodity spectrum uh, has become much more important. Uh, we're fortunate in that we do have exposure to industrial metals and the EV metals and that we have, you know, at Tapal we have 800 million pounds of copper right. uh, with, you know, we believe the opportunity to, to increase that over time. So we do have that exposure. Um, I think that, you know, looking at accretive assets to add to the portfolio um, just by the nature of, of you know, uh, going through that process, you will see, you will get exposure 
to those kinds of metals and and you know we would we would not turn away from from it simply because that that was the metal but you know first and foremost we're a precious metal exploration company right well you mentioned you mentioned to paul so i got to follow up with you here um back in earlier this summer there was an announcement from the company uh about uh those concessions (laughs) <laughs> missing, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, uh, I wouldn't say missing. <laughs> well, you, uh, um, uh, illegally and fraudulently transferred to a third party, according to this news release that you put out. Uh, can you walk us through, I mean, I, I, know, I know there's probably some legality behind this question that you need to be careful of. Can you, what can you share with us? What happened? What will it take to get these back? You know, what's the company doing? You know, wh- what can you share with listeners right now? Um, what we can share is that the company was a victim of, you know, a criminal act. Um, somebody forged documentation and had it, had it, uh, you know, um, attested to by a notary, whether or not they did so willingly or not, we'll find out through the trial and managed to have the, you know, fool the mining ministry into, um, to registering these assets illegally. Uh, into somebody else's name. So um, we're going through the legal process of, uh, of reinstating uh, those concessions rightfully to, to our ownership. We have been given very, very strong support from multiple uh, ministries of the government uh, and had direct outreach by uh, you know, the Secretary of the Economy's office. Uh, so uh, we know that uh, people are aware that this was not a legitimate transaction mm-hmm. um, and it's up now up to us now to follow the court process to have that that reinstated and we're we're doing that and as we make um, reportable process we uh, we will report that uh, through uh, press release this wasn't the entire project though was it just portion of the project that it was, was a portion of the concessions but okay. an important portion an important were you planning on working on that portion this year or soon we yeah we're you know to Paul to us is it is a very uh, attractive property that you know we had full intention still have full intention of, okay. of moving forward. Okay, all right. Uh, interesting story. Uh, has this has this happened before down in Mexico? Um, is brand new it, it, it's happened. It's 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 you know this is my first experience with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know this is the kind of thing that you sort of hear about or or see in a in a, in a you know an old western movie of somebody jumping your claim yeah. right right. But, um, <laughs> no, it's it, but it does it does happen around the world. Um, you know, I think you you go into you know some some of the uh, you know other jurisdictions and you know Africa yeah. comes to mind where things like this have happened. So. Um, Fortunately, you know Mexico's, uh, you know a uh, f- you know member of a, you know the, the free trade agreements of North America. They have mm-hmm. a, a legal system, and uh, we're in the federal court system. We'll follow it, and you know we will we will have everything put back the way that it should be as soon as we can. Okay, uh, let's talk about news flow here for the rest of the fall and into the winter. What are, what can shareholders and other speculators in this sector be l- looking forward to from Defiance in the coming weeks? Yeah, we uh, we continue to work the properties. Um, the drill was on our San Ignacio uh, property in in August, and that's wrapped up. We're waiting for the last of those drill results to come in. Um, as people have learned, you know, with the new management, new exploration team, we we tend to uh, batch our results. We like to to create a bit of a, a story around what the results are, are telling us, and be able to give some insight, so you don't get the one-page press release with a, a big uh, headline. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, and I think the last. 
press release ran eight or nine pages of, of <laughs> description of, so for the people that want to read it can actually right. get a get a sense for what the, what's happening uh, with with the exploration um, so there's more of that um, you know the drills waiting to, to turn back up uh, in October and uh, can be back at it and we're gonna flip-flop between uh, you know Lucita and, and Santa Casio so exploration and then resource build building uh, drilling um, and uh, yeah as I said the uh, we think the the markets you know, uh, getting interesting and probably will get more interesting in terms of potential uh, acquisitions and try and consolidate the district. It's something we've been successful at in the past. We'd like to continue to do that, um, but that's hard to to forecast with with any certainty. And you know, it's but it's something that we're we're actively uh, keeping an eye on. Okay, Chris, thanks for your time. Good to see you. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and best of luck the rest of the week. I know you're going to have a lot of these and probably a lot of the similar questions, so just warming you up for that. All right, everybody, that's Chris Wright from Defiant Silver. Again, trading on the TSX Venture with DEF and on the OTCQX with DNCVF. And uh, hold tight. We'll be back with more here at the Beaver Creek Precious Metals Summit.